Hello, and welcome to The Power of Kids Books, where we believe kids books are a catalyst for empowering and inspiring change for your kids. And I'm your host, Dory Durbin. How do you empower kids to take bigger steps towards their curiosity and their future dreams? You let them make mistakes. Making mistakes is an important part of everyone's personal growth and development, and yet it's something that most of us fear to the point of not taking action. On my show today, I am honored to have highly successful entrepreneur, TEDx speaker, and author, and just recent kids book author, Calvin Wayman. Hear how Calvin's own childhood, his children, and his passion for empowering people led him to write a kids book. Mistakes are A-OK, Maggie May. Welcome, Calvin. Hey, I'm very excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I am excited about your book. I'm excited about what you do. You do so much. I don't know how you have time to write a book on top of that. Will you tell us a little bit about what you do? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, at my core, I'm an entrepreneur. So I like creating things. I like uh, conceptualizing something that I want to exist in the world. And then I do it usually on a low level with like super small micro businesses um, like social media management, or I have a small sales agency. But I've also recently got into the more creative side or the arts. So I do a little bit of speaking, stand-up comedy, and of course, just wrote my first children's book. It's so exciting. You held it up, but it's called Mistakes Are Okay. It's our A-OK. A-OK. Maggie May. Maggie May. And can you yeah. tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. So you said a word. At the intro, actually, that I caught, um, you said empowerment. Um, that's a big passion of mine. So I grew up in a modern day American cult. Um, it's actually been around for 200 years. And um, when I left it about five years ago, uh, first of all, I reflected on what it took for me to leave. And I had to become individually empowered. And I also was thinking, like, what's a lesson that I want to give my kids uh, so that they don't get caught into something like that and that, so that they can just live a long, happy life. And this idea of empowerment uh, just really stuck with me. And I, I started to notice my, my daughter, who was three at the time, she was going to have a birthday turning four. She was already empowered. You know, like she, like kids are that way. Like kids jump on things, try things. She's been trying to get me to cook chicken feet. I've never done that before. I don't know what she's thinking, but she wants to help me make stuff. Like she's already empowered. And I noticed that. I was like, that's interesting. Like maybe as parents, we don't have to like empower our kids. Maybe we just need reminders. And I started to think, well, what, where do we lose that? Where do we lose that childlike sense of curiosity and trying things. And I thought, I don't know, somewhere along the way, maybe we think that messing up is a bad thing. And I'm like, okay, that's the core idea of this book. My child, my daughter, Belle, who the book is based on, she's already empowered. I just want to remind her to keep that. And so that's where the title and the core concept of the book, Mistakes Are A-OK, Maggie May. So that so that children keep that. Like it's a reminder for adults too, as they read this book. Maybe they lost it somewhere along the way. It's like, actually, you know what? Maybe it's okay. 
to mess up because that's how we grow. Like that's where we find our bravery. That's where we learn something new. Um, so yeah, that's uh, kind of the inspiration behind the whole thing. I love it. I love it. That's perfect. Well, go ahead and share part of it with us. I'm desperate to hear. Okay, here's a snippet. There's there's uh, four main scenes in the book. I'm going to read the last scene. I won't give the full scene, um, but I'll just start. Okay. That night, Maggie May went to her dance. Should I be showing? You can show me. Sure. She was nervous. She was nervous and excited to give her first recital a chance. Now remember, her teacher Chrissy said, go do your best and just let it go. Having fun will take care of the rest. Maggie May started dancing, spinning round and round really quick. She got on her tiptoes to do her favorite trick. All of a sudden, Maggie May slipped to the ground. With a thud, the room went silent. You could not hear a sound. I'm going to end it right there. That's just a cliffhanger. cliffhanger It's a cliffhanger. I love put your main character in a position that could potentially disable her from being able to perform. And basically a position that most of us fear as our worst possible fear, which is performing and failing at the same time. Right. Is that in front of everybody? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. yeah. The next, I mean, this won't give it away, but the next line is, um, as she after she fell, Maggie May was so scared. She sat there as everyone stared. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, a, a cool part of the twist after that that comes about. That man, I just there's so many fun things about this <laughs> that I just love. Um, f- first of all, this the character Maggie May. This it's actually my illustrator was fantastic. She looks like my daughter. And what I love that I'm also excited about is whether my daughter's like whoever buys the book, it's always going to say on this dedication page to bell on your fourth birthday. Love your Papa. So I don't know, but it's just something that feels so good and fun for me that she has this, whether she's four years old or 14 or 44, like that was her book dedicated to her. And there's other nuances with the book. Uh, with each character and everything. But yeah, this has definitely been a labor of love. <laughs> was it more difficult than you imagined? Way more difficult. So <laughs> I, I had written uh, a nonfiction book back in 2016. Um, and that took me a couple of months of dedicated focus. And because I already knew what the book was. And so I'm like, well, this is going to be way shorter. Like I probably could get it done. Like maybe just in a couple of weeks, I thought naively, like it was challenging. (laughs) It was the better part of a year uh, of consistency every day, uh, eventually with the support of like, I had to find a children's author that had written children's books and like, help me understand, like, where should my brain be right now? Like, because every part of the book is original, like the concept, the 
the diff there's four other main characters in the book naming them um there's fun things with each character that most people that read the book would never know like each of the main characters that maggie may interacts with their names are terry chrissy mary and donnie those are all the names of my daughter bell's grandparents oh wow so like it feels like they're they're friends in the book but it's like that's like a subtle nod to to my daughter bell's grandparents like they're giving her a lesson mm -hmm. in each scene so yeah and then rhyming it rhyming it was a challenge so yeah it was it was a lot of detail it's funny because i think most people figure you can cram a lot into a kids books but in reality most most picture books are under 500 words for the most part and it's Ooh. you know it's it's hard to keep that under control when you have so many thoughts and ideas going through your head yeah yeah i had to cut a ton so there's like backstories that i created to for each scene um i think at the bulk i had somewhere between 3 and 4000 words <laughs> And then had to get, as you said, get it cut under 500. Yeah. And that's painful. And I didn't know that, but so painful, <laughs> but, but so satisfying once you do it, it feels like a, I, I haven't sculpted anything, but I just imagine like sculpting a statue, you know, and it's, it's a lot, but once you're there and you, you see something that you were trying to communicate in 300 words and you do it in 30 words mm -hmm. and you're like, okay, yeah, yeah. And then there's other ways to create backstory. In fact, I'll give one little hint on that. Yeah. So on the first scene, uh, the character Maggie May uh, goes and hangs out with her best friend, Mary Moo. This is based on uh my daughter Belle's grandparent, Mary, who everybody knows is like the best cook ever. Like everybody loves Mary's food. Okay. And I had this whole backstory of after Maggie Mae made a mistake during cooking that Mary Moo told this whole long story about how she used to make mistakes too and how that made her learn. And that's how she eventually became the town's best baker. None of that made it in the book. Like none of the backstory could have. However, in the illustration, if you look back in the corner, there's a little plaque on the wall. And the plaque says, Town's Best Baker. And it has Mary Moo's name on it. That's like the backstory captured with one little image of like the whole thing I conceptualize. Like that's how she got that plaque was this big uh, award thing that she went through with judges and she's made so many mistakes, thought she lost, that she ended up winning. So <clears throat> there's ways to to still piece it in. And who knows, maybe that's a whole story in and of itself in a, in a different book. That was my next question, actually, was when you did go through and edit and cut, were you looking at it as potential next stories? That wasn't the intention. <laughs> The thing that I think was super helpful, that just came, that's like, that's like an added benefit. Because mm -hmm. I think a question to have is what, how do you know what to cut? Mm -hmm. And really, the way you know what to cut is you have to get crystal clear on the core idea. Mm -hmm. I knew the core idea. 
of mistakes are a-okay. And especially when I knew the core ending, uh, which didn't come for a little while, but I, and that's what I read. I read the core ending uh, of where she's now by herself, not with her friends, but by herself on stage performing and she makes a mistake. And what is she going to do now, right? Um, having that core idea, you just have, like, there's this whole saying in, in, in writing that's called kill your darlings. And be, like, that's taking stuff out that you kind of liked. What you have to think about is, is this essential for the core idea? And if it's not essential for the core idea, cut it. Yeah. It's not that it's not good. Again, the whole point of taking out the whole scene of Mary Moo uh, uh, telling her, telling Maggie Mae this whole story of like how she was in this contest and she made mistakes. and <laughs> But that's how she actually ended up creating bacon and blueberry biscuits. That's mm -hmm. a fake dish that I came up with during this whole thing. Um, <laughs> that's how she went. Like that wasn't necessary. And so... Like it wasn't essential for the core idea. So I just cut it. And then, yeah, it's like, hey, yeah, maybe maybe I could make a bacon and blueberry biscuits, like almost how, how Dr. Seuss has his green eggs and ham. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's something there, like some story that I could create with that one scene. Because that was a big chunk. It was a big chunk that I cut out, but I'm very happy that I did. Maybe Maybe later you can get some stickers made up with, you know, her and her you know just to all her abilities to cook or something like that well, no. speaking of speaking of speaking of uh one other thing like like that's also another nod to the story like she's walking away eating one of her bacon and blueberry biscuits even though there's no mention of bacon and blueberry biscuits in that that just screams sequel to me i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> cool. yeah so it might be a prequel but yeah <laughs> prequel <laughs> So as you were writing your book and you're talking about pulling out the essentials, I know it goes back to showing your daughter that mistakes are okay. So let me ask you this. How has A-okay, -okay, my fault, A-okay, uh, how has that enabled you to talk to maybe new audiences, maybe give you a different kind of hold in the business that you already had going? Has it opened doors that way? Yeah, so I'm already a speaker, and so it definitely opens doors for something like this, being on other people's podcasts. Um, I like to perform even at open mics, and so I've gone to open mics just in different cities and said, I want to share the story that is wrote from my daughter, Belle. And then, of course, people come up after and say, where can I buy that book? Or I want you to come on to my show. Like, you should come to my school. I've spun up some schools. So yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's the modern day business card, right? Where if you have that thing, like it, it's, it's better than a business card because those usually get end up in the trash. I don't know if you know the stats on that. It's like 95%. Um, but yeah, like, it's just a thing that people are like, oh, that's the author of that book and that sort of thing. So yeah. And it's just the beginning. Cause I haven't given any major promotional heavy push yet because the number one goal I had when I wrote this was surprise everyone, surprise my daughter, especially nobody had any idea that I was working on it. It was a big fat secret. And so when she opened that up on her birthday, I was like, what? That looks familiar. <laughs> and, 
but honestly, what's been like, because we're kind of in the vein of like, uh, what are the benefits of this? Mm -hmm. I'm seeing it like just seeing her take it on Mm -hmm. too. Like she's completely taken it on. Like kids Mm -hmm. grab a hold on. That's why, by the way, I make it mistakes are a okay Mm -hmm. and not just mistakes are are okay because I'm making it fun to say. Mm -hmm. I'm making it a thing. And so this has happened so many times since she's had this book that if she makes a mistake, she's like, oh, mistakes are a-okay and oh. fixes it. And does it. Case in point, like this is kind of funny, actually. Um, we just had Christmas. We had the holidays, right? My daughter, Belle, she was walking around with the Dr. Seuss book because, again, I love Dr. Seuss. <laughs> but she had picked it up by a page inside the book and she ripped out out the entire page on accident yeah and i was just like oh and i didn't do anything i was just a parent and i stood back there and watched Mm -hmm. and she did the craziest thing she went and grabbed some tape i don't know if you can see this oh yep i on her own delicious she went and taped the page back and taped the other side and it was like longer and she the tape was too long after she did it it and she went and found some scissors and like cut it and (laughs) that was like just a proud like dad moment because Mm -hmm. it was like oh like it didn't it didn't she didn't judge herself Mm -hmm. over making that mistake and think oh something's wrong she didn't even ask me to help her she just went and said what's next Oh, I made a mistake. No big deal. Mistakes are a-okay. How can I fix this? And I was like, I was even like, if it were me, I'd be like, well, it's just, it's just the cover page. It's like not that big of a deal. But in her mind, she was like, no, I'm going to fix that. So I'm seeing the benefits. Like she uh, uh, and my older son, who's, who's nine, they like, it's landed and it's cool to see them live their life getting the lesson. Mm-hmm. And they probably, you know, they probably feel comfortable bringing up things now with you when they do make a mistake, because there's a conversation that's already happened. There's a really a tangible piece of evidence that they can make mistakes and that you're not going to get mad because you actually wrote a book about it, <laughs> but also mm-hmm. that there's that conversation that can happen very naturally where they can say, I, I made a mistake. And if they don't know what to do as they get older, especially, they can actually ask, you know, their door totally. is open. And that's what you'll see in the first few scenes is Maggie May, the character, is getting help. <laughs> She's getting help from her mistakes. It's the other people telling her, hey, that's okay. I'm going to help you in this way. Mm-hmm. And then the final scene is she really takes it on herself and embodies it mm-hmm. in a situation that is very frightening and scary to her. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. I think, I think that's one thing that as parents, we, we want our kids to have this sense of independence and this ability to think through those issues, but we also want them to be able to come to us as having experienced all these other things in our own lives and be able to be at least a little bit of a sound uh, source for them. And by spending that time, not only with your book, but other people reading the book and using it in a way that is opening that door is really, really essential. I agree. Yeah. So 
how do you envision this being used? If if you were to give this to um, a parent and have them sit down, what would you say was the best way that they could use your book to open that door? Have you ever read any of Carol Dweck's work? She has a book called Mindset that's about uh, a fixed mindset or growth mindset. I have not read it, um, no. Okay, so Carol Dweck's a researcher, and there's this amazing research on how people grow and excel when they're in a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. They're solution-oriented versus, oh, I'm just this way, I can't change anything. I think that's what this book really is in its core. Mm -hmm. Carol Dweck's book is written for adults. And I didn't think about this until after I wrote the book. I was like, this is really growth mindset for kids. This is to not label themselves for what they've done or mistakes. Because life, again, to grow, you you must try things. You must take the step. You must make the attempt. Otherwise, you're not gonna you're not gonna learn from it. And it celebrates it in a way that what again, I, I just I think it does two things. I really think that my book number one, inspires and re, like, and celebrates kid, kids for trying things mm-hmm. and celebrating mistakes so that they can hopefully have that throughout life when they get something wrong on a test or something that they're, they're like not devastated, they can learn from it. But what I hope it also does is remind parents the same thing that they can, that, like, because again, we, we sometimes need the reminder more than anything. Like somewhere along the way, we play. We started playing it too safe. We started to think mistakes were a mistake, and mist- or mistakes were a bad thing. They're not, and that's how I think we can stay young. And so, what I really hope is it's a a, a bonding moment with families to realize we can be growth minded together. We can learn together, and the way to do that is to embrace mistakes. That doesn't mean. Um, that you don't fix the thing after. Obviously, it landed just how, like, I didn't have to give my daughter the lesson. She just went and fixed it. Like, yeah, that's there. We already have that. And I think, um, yeah, I just, what I just really hope is it what it does is like approach it as this is a, this is a mindset, a way to live instead of staking our identity on making mistakes and as a bad thing. This is just a way to be flexible and be growth minded so that we can learn and grow. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree a hundred percent. I think your book definitely covers that whole concept of being able to, to make those mistakes and grow from it. So you actually brought up a really interesting uh, question in my mind too. So most of us have something that we are pretty capable at or understand. I don't know that all of us call ourselves experts, but there are experts out there. And what are two reasons that you think experts should have their own kids' books? Oh, man. Uh, I, I think I already mentioned it a second ago, like it's uh, a modern-day business card. Yes. Um, it's, it gives somebody a tangible thing that this is what I do, number one. Number two, the internet did a lot of good things. It, it made regular people like you and I, like we can self-publish, we can do all this stuff. But what it also did it made a lot of noise. It's very difficult sometimes to stand out among the crowd of people. And if you have a book, if you're an expert and you have a book and you're talking about empowerment, if there's two people 
that an event is looking to book as a speaker or hire for somebody and like, well, here's the, both of these people speak on children empowerment, but one of them's an author. I like, that's just how we we're, we're wired. People are more likely to pick the person that has the, has the book because they've done the deep dive. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. It gives them a, just a little bit more of an expertise and an edge over the people that don't have it. I will say too, yes. and I hope, I hope you've experienced the joy of having fans as a children's book author as well. Totally. Yeah. I mean, that's, there's all of that. And again, like I've told the story to a couple different schools now and I have like a slideshow and then seeing it land with teachers as well as kids um, and then giving the teacher something to talk about in her classroom. Like when kids accidentally spill glue or something like that. And like, that's, that's been very satisfying too. Good. Well, I'm sure there's another book in you that is just waiting to come out. Um, there's a few that are percolating. Um, <laughs> we'll see. As you mentioned at the front, like, cause there's the, I'm a few things and there's the children's author side and then there's business side. There's some books still there. And I don't know when, but I do know that I want to write a children's book someday that is written with myself and my two kids with their input. And we we talk all the time about it, like what would the character do? What's the lesson that they're going to learn and that sort of thing. So that's, I, I don't know if that's a year thing, a five-year thing, a 10-year thing, but there are definitely some more in there. So it's just like, it's just slowly forming together. That's awesome. And it does take time and and the right motive to actually put it all together. But I think as a family, that would be amazing. Yeah, I think that'd be really fun so that they can see, again, like, here's the whole creative process mm-hmm. from, and, and then feel very involved with it. And like you said, you end up with something that you're very proud of and had a real impact on other people's lives, too. Yeah. So, very good. Well, with all of this information, I think what we should do is redirect listeners to below in our notes. We're going to have all of your links. Um, we'll have a link to your book, a link to your socials, and they can check it out themselves. And I just thank you so much, Calvin, for spending time with me today and talking about your book. Absolutely. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on. And yeah, everybody listening, if they have a book in them, like, I mean, sit down and start. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you.